Welcome to another episode here at the Midnight Founders Podcast. We're so excited to be with you today. This is AJ Rounds from Rev Road and Jake McCard from CB Vault. Here at the Midnight Founders Podcast, we focus on telling behind the scenes stories for what makes a successful entrepreneur. We're excited for another week. Here we go. Today in studio, we've got Jared Johnson. Super excited for this guest. Uh, he looks awesome as always. Uh, he looks fantastic. He's like a GQ, you know, in person. I need to show up here more. I mean, my <laughs> ego is getting getting some love. That's right. <laughs> and we're excited to have you on this uh, episode of Midnight Founders Podcast. Jared Johnson comes from uh, Union Capital Partners, uh, twenty plus years in hedge funds and finance, and he has done, a, you know, been part of a lot of stock market opportunities and concentrated returns. And he's incorporated cutting-edge technology that drives strategy for success at Union Capital Partners. So with that, Jared, let's dive into what are you doing over at Union Capital and you know, what are you guys trying to accomplish? Yeah, we're, um, we're trying to accomplish everything, and that has proven to be complicated. So we're really trying to uh, focus our time and energy. We've got, uh, we've got a private equity uh, branch over there, which is kind of how our association came up at, yeah. at, at uh, with you guys. Um, yeah, full do... transparency, Union Capital Partners is the parent company of Wasatch Biolabs, yep. which Chad Pollard has actually been on the show as well. Yeah, and exactly. So you guys are the funding partners of that that's that it. partnership. Yep. Yep. Right. So, so we dive a little bit into the uh, private equity. Uh, we do a little bit in real estate, and then obviously I cover our our hedge fund, public markets, stock market stuff. Um, I grew up really wanting stability, so I went into the stock market and enjoy zero of it every single day, and uh, it's super fun. We we have a great time. We're um, we love the stock market. It's it's a great thing. It's an unsolvable problem, and it offers endless challenges and entertainment and excitement every day. So that's what I focus all day, every day on. And we got to bump it up because right now it's kind of low. Yeah, <laughs> making us feel kind of. It's, it's doing better. better. It's the stock market has given us, you know, we call this, and for any Christmas celebrators out there, this is the Santa Claus rally, and it's not disappointing. That <laughs> December's been good, so we're happy about it. Good, good. Well, Jared, how did you? I mean, you're with a couple partners, and you guys are based out of Heber. Yep. So that's kind of cool. How did you get into this with them and Union Capital? How did that all come together? Yeah. So you know, as with so many. Uh, our wives became friends. So that's how it went. You know, the funny thing is I hear, every time I hear about a founder's story, an entrepreneur's story, there's there's always an element of luck or chance or something totally random that that kind of spawns the beginnings of something. And and I would say that was definitely my case in, in this partnership, in this company that we're doing at Union Capital. So our wives became friends. Uh, because our kids were in something together, and then that's kind of how the introduction happened. And it it was a really random, uh, interesting, fantastic situation. You know, there was three of us. We all had 20 years of experience in our various fields, and we thought, we need to do something together. We're all kind of on our own right now, and let's come together. Let's create something awesome. Let's you know, let's let's bring kind of the big world of corporate everything that we've been involved in and put it in kind of a accessible for the everyday person kind of package. And so that's that's kind of and and so we started our financial firm, alternative investments, you know, private equity, stock market, all the kind of stuff that that you know people are wanting more of. So you just spent your entire career in the stock market. Yep. You went to you really didn't know. 
honestly, I was a weird kid. And I'm a weird adult, but like I was like, nah, <laughs> not at all. I, consistency is if I if I got consistency, you know. Just own it. Be weird. I, you do you, right? I did. I did. So so I'm old enough. I'm in my mid-40s now. As a kid, and I'm not even joking about this, I would look. I remember the first time I saw stock quotes in the newspaper because that's, you know, they were printed like weekly and daily and, and so on. And I would look at that and I thought, what is behind this? I remember being like 12 years old, interested in one company buying another. And I would just be like, how did these guys come up with $50 million to buy this company? And I don't know why it interests me, but from the earliest you know, age that I can remember. I, I loved, I followed, I watched all this stuff. So it just kind of, my fate was determined before I had a choice, I think. And I've loved every second of it. You know, <laughs> I mean, you got to remake yourself. In full disclosure, I wanted to be a garbage man from like eight to 10. Like that was, <laughs> I was like, these trucks are amazing. But you know, the stock market came back at me. <laughs> just, uh, I just got a business administration degree, just, just a good old business degree. And, you know, funny enough in the stock market, I actually read or, or heard on a podcast somewhere that there's kind of a financial engineering degree now because they're trying to cater to the stock market, but there's really never been anything. Uh, we're actually hiring uh, a bunch of people to work at the hedge fund right now. I have almost no interest in hiring people with finance backgrounds. Um, I think our next hire has a mathematic and computer programming uh, degree. It's really, it's really, you have to just dive into the industry and figure it out and, and just reinvent and do, you know, find out what's not working, focus on what is working. And it's really kind of a, a wild process. There's no, there's no real roadmap to it. So you run everything at Union Capital by the numbers, like you're looking at the stats and the algorithms and the analytics daily. Yep. That's how you run your business. Yeah. We're, we have, we have so much kind of data coming at us and, and that's why, you know, we're getting a lot more people involved and a lot of hires to kind of help me disseminate this data, but there's so much great technology to kind of help us with it. And, and, you know, in the end, it kind of goes back to the, to the simple, there's a few things that you need to pay attention to and 95% of it's noise you know? And mm. so, yeah. You well, know. you know, that, that is the discussion, right? Get, it, investing versus gambling. And I would say the biggest difference is, you know, like we can't smoke in our office, right? <laughs> but <laughs> there's, not this, uh, there's no poker yeah. chips. <laughs> Nobody brings me a drink, you know, but I mean, I'm just saying a, a cocktail waitress, but <laughs> You have the flashing lights. That could be an easy fix. You <laughs> that's know? right. That's right. <laughs> well, that's that's cool, Jared. So, um, I mean, where you guys focus on, you know, real estate, private equity, and hedge funds, you guys, I love how you've, you know, delineated the, your different offerings, right? But um, as we mentioned briefly earlier, Wasatch Biolabs is biotech. So that's a little bit, is that outside the norm that you typically invest in? Or yeah. what was the reasoning for that? You know, it's interesting um, as we brought together. So, so my partner that oversees our our private equity, he's worked in the space for a long time and and worked with a lot of different types of companies. I mean, when we came together, you know, the Wasatch Bio Lab um, was kind of the first, our first big run in with with private equity in in this partnership. Um, and it was so, uh, it was really interesting how it branched out and it really connected us to a lot of other biotech type companies or medical type companies. 
So that's kind of really become our focus, weirdly. We, we almost kind of fell into it because of this opportunity, which in and of itself was a really uh, serendipitous type situation. Um, you know, there were neighbors and friends and, and, and it, it just kind of came together. It was a really meant to be kind of situation. Uh, but because of that, we, we have quite a few, um, uh, projects in, in biotech and medical type stuff now. So we've almost become a biotech private equity, you know, uh, our, our private equity side is really kind of focused on that. That's your main portfolio. That's kind of really turned out to be a hundred percent of the portfolio. Interesting. Cool. So, um, we do some commercial real estate for just, you know, our medical related stuff. We have some imaging centers and so on, but our, our big projects are just build to rent, right? So uh, we do uh, townhomes in Arizona. Um, people like hot weather. So we thought we'll just build there. Um, and that's that's been great. We've got tons of projects under construction. Some are getting wrapped up as we speak. Um, and they're large. They're typically 100 units. Or, yeah. So, yeah. you know, 75 to 200 units kind of per per property. And so, yep. So we build them and then we just rent them out and everyone gets a, gets a little chunk of money. Some of these are, you know, opportunity zones or trying to revitalize certain areas. So those are 10-year holds and, you know, the other ones are maybe around five. But yeah. That's so cool. So Jared, within this 20 plus years of experience in the stock market, did you bounce around over in, you know, Silicon Valley or on Wall Street or, you know, large companies? Uh, tell us more about your, your yeah. journey. It, it was it was interesting. Uh, you know, I knew that this was a place I was going to end up. And, you know, again, kind of knowing somebody that knows somebody, one of our neighbors, uh, you know, had a seat on the New York Stock Exchange and, and we were good friends with him. And so he got me hooked up. Uh, when I was still in college with a internship uh, on the East Coast with a, they call them prop shops, but they're kind of just proprietary trading firms. They just bring on traders. You just trade their money, invest for them, make them money, take a split kind of a thing. So I did a few internships uh, at some of those places. I got hired a couple of different times and I just couldn't stay with them. I just thought, what benefit am I getting from this here that I can't expand on my own. And so, so, you know, I, I, I did a little bit, a couple years in the very beginning with some of those companies and then have just had been on my own for the majority of the time until partnering up with, with my two current partners at Union Capital. So a true entrepreneur. Yeah. I just, you know, I, I was raised by parents that, uh, also were entrepreneurs. My parents were in real estate and they bought and sold real estate, remodeled, you know, kept the whole thing. And I think the wild ride of entrepreneurship is just too familiar to me. I, you know, I mean, sometimes I get stressed out and I'll be, you know, sitting in my car thinking, what have I, what have I done? Like, <laughs> this is a lot. And I'll, you know, like the post office van is in front of me and it has a bumper sticker saying now hiring. And I'm like, I could do that. You know, <laughs> I think I could, I could do this, but, but it's just, you know, it's just too home base for me to be in control as much as I can be in control of the outcomes that I'm involved in, you know? I mean, the thing that would stress me out the most is to have a job that I didn't know what was coming next, you know? At least being self-employed, if if bankruptcy's coming, I can at least see it ahead of time, you know? <laughs> <laughs> and so, 
So I just, you know, the adventure is, and the, you know, the, the excitement and the flexibility that comes with it has, has always just been in my blood. I can't get away from it. I did some summers doing that and man, I can tile the heck out of a bathroom, but, uh, yeah, that wasn't for me. It, Oh, for sure. I actually, and AJ knows about this. I was building a fence in my backyard. We have two, yes. we have wild animals, I call them. They're two golden doodles. And I had to build this huge fence. And of course, I don't do anything small. And so I designed this whole thing. And it was this ridiculous project that, that only took me like six months. And uh, when it should have taken a weekend, probably. But the Iron Curtain Wall. That's right. Man, the zombie apocalypse happens. Come to my house. You'll you be safe. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. That's right. I love it. So with the stock market stuff, do you, do you invest all across different industries? Or are you pretty focused? I don't know. Anything. Yeah. So that's a, that's a good question. You know, right now, uh, I mean, people know, everyone knows a little bit about the stock market. And, and what you're told is your financial planner says, put a little bit here, a little bit here. Just spread it out. Diversify. Diversify. Yeah. Ride the wave. Which, by the way, for the long term is actually a great strategy. That's great. Um, you know, if you put money with your financial planner, they're going to put it into an account. They're never going to touch it. You're, you know, and it'll probably just keep growing and, and do okay over the long haul. That's right. That's right. You'll never do terrible. You'll never do great. You know, you're just going to be middle of the road. So with a hedge fund, you know, it's actively managed. So so we have all the investors in one account, and so I'm just trading one account that I can do so much with, which makes it super cool. Um, our strategy is we try to stay concentrated. We try to find the things that are overlooked, right? Instead of just spreading a wide net, we really focus on a company or, you know, a little group of companies that we think really could do something awesome. I'll give you an example. Um, everybody has heard of uh, Square, right? Of course, you know, Block, yeah. their Block is the parent company, but Square where you can just plug it into your phone and swipe a credit card, right? So after 2022, interest rates went up, the stock market took a beating, right? It was just terrible. And for whatever reason, Square had been on my radar. And I thought, these guys, their stock price is down like 80%. And they're still making as much money as when their stock price was, you know, 10 times higher than it is right now. And so... You know, those are the types of companies. And in the last two months, the stock price is up 100%. And we've been holding it through thick and thin, you know, continuing to buy it. And so, you know, those are the kind of plays that we look for is to, to find these companies that are just beat up for really no good reason and just sit in them, sit in them through the pain and hopefully have a big payout in the end. And, and so that's kind of what we try to do. But it's a lot of research. It's a lot of combing through data, a lot of, you know, funny thing is when I talk to my, you know, analysts and I say, you know, here's what we need to find. and and it just, it's painful for me to even talk about it. I'm like, you're going to be just buried in data for like weeks. And they're like, this is great. They love it. <laughs> just let me nerd out. And I'm like, please do. So how often does that happen, Jared? I mean, that you're finding those diamonds in a rough kind of scenarios. You know, when the whole market is really up and everyone's really excited, they're a little harder to find, but they're always out there. Right now, there's literally hundreds of them. And and so, you know, we're, we, we've seen... 
I mean, everybody that's been watching the stock market knows that NVIDIA is up a bunch. You know, Apple's up a bunch. Netflix is up a bunch. And there's hundreds of stocks that are still making a lot of money that just people haven't paid attention to. And so we have like a lot of opportunity here. So, so it, it, there's always great opportunity. Sometimes there's a lot more than, you know, than other times, but there's always good opportunities. So it sounds like you started out, did a couple of years kind of working in the industry. Then you branched out, realized that you needed to do your own thing. How has the transition from doing your own thing to now having partners, uh, how has that transition been and what advice do you have for kind of founders that are looking at this? That was a weirdly interesting one. You know, when I went from working for companies to working for myself, it was like, oh, okay, this is where I'm supposed to be. Breath of fresh air almost. Yeah, it was a breath of fresh air. I, I didn't feel like I was doing something for somebody else so much, right? Um, and when I went from so many years, like a couple decades of working for myself to coming with partners, I remember like a couple weeks before we were moving, we, we built a brand new office and we were all, you know, it was getting ready to get finished up and we were going to move in. And I had like, I would say almost like an anxiety attack <laughs> where I was like, wow, we're all going to be in the same space. How's this going to work? Are we going to hate each other? Are we going to love each other? Are we going to work great together? Are we not going to work great together? And it was, it was a super weird adjustment ultimately super positive but but the thought of it was was so different for me it was such an unfamiliar place i've always been kind of the lone wolf doing my own thing and and so it was a big adjustment but ultimately i think good partners not just partners because i've had partners along the way some of them have really complicated things and made you know business more difficult have have hurt you know the projects we've been on um, but having good partners like I do right now is is a huge benefit, you know, and it's something I think I probably should have done a little sooner. It you you know it helps you push yourself a little bit. Everyone's trying to kind of pull their weight as much as they can, you know. There's a little more flexibility when you're on your own, and uh, and so I, it's been really positive. It's been really good. I think one of the biggest things for me, I'm pretty self motivated, but when I have somebody else that's holding me accountable, like I feel like my productivity is like way high a hundred percent it you know and, and there's a reason that there's all these accountability groups right you know and and that that type of thing and a good partnership is that and it should be that i think we should all hold each other accountable and you know and it's caused me to look inward and say okay is there some stuff i'm not you know and i would say that's probably the thing that keeps me up at night and it's not the pressure from my partners but it's like it's like am i doing enough you want to pull your weight. Yeah. Thing. You know, yeah. am I, am I contributing enough to this partnership and this business? You know, we all have equal ownership and am I doing enough? And, and I think that's a great feeling to have, you know, it, if you get complacent, that's where you start falling, you know, falling back. And so, so to our audience, we should probably give a shout out to Garrett and to Brad and oh. to who else? So Garrett and Brad and, and Tracy, of course, Tracy. is in the office with yep. us. She's, she's just, she's great. Um, and, uh, yeah, those are kind of our, those are our people. That's the core group right there. That's the core group. Cool. So yeah, they've, they've been awesome there. It's a, it's a great group. You know, when you look forward to going to the office, you know, Sunday night, I've had a good weekend off hanging with my kids. I've been tackled for three days, you know, whatever. I'm always looking forward to kind of heading back into the office on a Monday morning and, you know, so. <laughs> I did tell you I touched the Yeah, sure. I don't think it's all. That's great. With entrepreneurs. 
Yeah. Yeah. In fact, I've talked with, I won't, I won't name him, but I've talked with one recently and he said, Oh man, he loves his family and everything, but he's like, Sundays are, or Saturdays are so hard for me because that is their family day. And he's, he just struggles not to be working, you know, at least half the day. Right. But he's like, no, I'm going to dedicate it. I'm going to do it. And then I'm going to go right back to it Sunday. (laughs) So yeah, I think that's the the curse of the entrepreneur for sure. Oh, absolutely. It's, it's 24 seven. You gotta, you gotta, you gotta control it. You gotta, you know, moderate it a little bit, but absolutely. Yeah. Yeah, It, it is tough. You know, um, I, I will, you know, my thing is I lay in bed at night, right? And, and, you know, going to bed, we put the kids down and everything. I'm always on my phone reading and researching. You know, my wife will always be like, what are you looking at? And I, you know, I'll just be like, you know, girls in bikinis. You're like, okay. <laughs> but, you know, it's, 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 it's financial reports, right? You know, it's, of I, course, honey. Right? I mean, I'm just trying to be like, be suspicious or something. It's, I'm working. I have to work. But, but it's, you know, I mean, I, it's it's tough, but I think it's um, it's not too bad. You know, the stock market, fortunately, I've been involved in futures markets that are open 24 hours a day. That's a bust. That one was tough. Stock market opens at, you know, 7.30 in the morning, closes at 2.30 in the afternoon. And so I, you know, it's, a, it's easier to balance that way. But I'm doing a lot during and outside of those times. And, you know, I am thinking about work and what I'm supposed to be doing a lot. And it's hard. It's hard. You know, I try to, I've, because I've been doing it for so long, I put my brain in a habit of like Friday afternoon, I just have to turn it off. And I'm going to spend Friday afternoon, evening with my family, Saturday with my family, Sunday, let's relax and get ready for the week, you know? And so I've, I've gotten into the schedule, but certainly Monday through Friday, you know, I'm mentally pretty in one place. You know, at the same time, I love my family. I love my kids. I want to be there and see them grow up. I mean, that's, again, that's the whole reason I don't work somewhere that's making me, you know, work 20 hours a day, you know, because that's the financial industry. If you work at a hedge fund, you're, they own you, you know, and so that's why I've always done my own thing because I want to spend time with my family. I don't want to look back and say, so glad I work nonstop and my kids don't know me and they actually hate me, you know? And so do some dirt biking with the kids and everything. You know, I do, you know, I get some dirt biking. I love it. it. Yeah. We try to have fun. What, um, Jared, like what, so you've been doing this journey for a while and everything. Do you, was there ever a moment when, you know, cause as an entrepreneur, as you're, as you know, I mean, it's not guaranteed and there's no steady paycheck coming in a lot of times. Yeah. Was there ever a time when you're like, oh man, we are in trouble and I'm not sure how to get out of this. Like a moment of panic, you know, throughout your journey. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> well, let, let me divide this up a little bit. Moments of panic are like Tuesdays. So, so yes, the, 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 the times, you know, luckily I, I feel blessed and I feel lucky that, you know, I think there's been one or two times in my whole career that like, I really had to like, get it done, you know, like times where I thought, okay, we're moving in with my parents or my wife's parents and we're going to have to do this. And by the skin of our teeth, we didn't, you know, luckily, and, and, you know, and I think the spirit of an entrepreneur is you have to take that risk, but you also have to be willing to do anything you can do. I remember, I remember in the, in this time, uh, we were living in California. I remember I had strep throat, right. You know, which whatever, it's not too bad. 
But it was at a time in California where they had this flu virus going nuts. It was like 2017 and all the hospitals, you couldn't get in anywhere. Like there was like 10 hour waits for every clinic everywhere. So I had strep, my throat's killing me. I can't go get antibiotics. And I'm doing like 12 hour days. I'm on the phone with clients. I'm talking to everybody. And I'm just, I remember going like three days in a row, talking on the phone, completely flat on my back and just working. And, you know, it was, it was the only option I had and we pulled through. It was a hard time, you know, but, but I look back with good memories. You know, it gives you a little bit of confidence of like, as, as my kids say, I can do hard things. You yes. Know? And so Johnson's can do hard things. <laughs> Johnson's, we hang in there. I love it. I love it. What is your outlook for 2024 now that, you know, I mean, you're so close to the stock market. Everyone's talking recession. Some say deep recession. Some say very light. Some say no recession at all. What 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 is your take? What do you think? Well, you know, being in the stock market so long, we you kind of become a contrarian to everything. So whatever the predominant opinion is, I always go against, right? And there, 2023 has been, you know, the recession's going to be terrible. And there, of course, things are great, really, you know? And uh, so I'm, I'm looking at 2024 as, at least at this point, I think it's going to be decent. I think we're in a, people are a little too scared, but at the same time, there's a lot of money on the sidelines. You know, the money doesn't disappear. It, it always has to be somewhere. And there's trillions of dollars right now that got pulled out of the stock market that people put in money market accounts because they can make four or 5% a year. And I think that's going to flow back in. And I think probably it's going to surprise everybody once again. And I think we're going to have a good year in, in the market in 2024. We're going to be aggressive and we're going to just swing for the fences like we do and deal with whatever whatever hits us, which is changes every day. I would say the thing I wish I knew in the beginning, which would have at least eased the anxiety a little bit, is that it will be hard. It'll be scary. It'll be wild. You'll have doubts the whole way. But, you know, showing up is like really 90% of it. And if you just do it every day, you can literally get through everything. I, I have to look in the mirror on a semi-regular basis and say, so far, there's nothing I haven't survived. <laughs> I'm here. And and so I think knowing that in the beginning that that it really is going to be wild and you almost can't explain it, but you can get through it. I think if people know that, that's that that would have been huge for me. Cuz I ultimately experienced it, but I think, you know, I think that people are are actually a lot smarter than they give themselves credit for. And they're a lot more able than they give themselves credit for. And it's just that showing up and doing it every day that that shakes people. I mean, I listen to the smartest uh, CEOs of the most successful companies and I go, can this person read? <laughs> you know, like I'm, like, That's I'm it? so underwhelmed by what this person <laughs> is saying, but yet they they're at the at the helm of a you know a trillion dollar company. And so I think people have a lot more ability than they think they have. You just got to be willing to take the risk and willing to to deal with the doubt and the fear and the uncertainty. You know, and put yeah. in the work. Yeah, I mean, and we hear that so often, right, Jake, where, you know, everyone, they're in their position, they're a CEO, they're whatever, they're, you know, overall of uh, uh, revenue for their company, you know, or technology. And, and they all have this imposter syndrome, right, where they're like, I just... 
Mm. Like, should I really be here? Is this really? Yeah. Like, I'm, I'm fooling everyone, right? But what you just said is so uh, wise because we all have that. Just get over it and just go to work and make it happen. And everyone feels the same way. So yeah. we're all in this together. <laughs> we are all imposters yeah. on a daily basis, I think. Am I in over my head? And the answer, of course, is always yes. But like that's, but what, keep we're, going. that's what we're here for. We're, yes. You know, it's boring if you're not in over your head. Right. <laughs> Absolutely. So true. So true. Well, um, Jared, this has been really fun. What what else would you, I mean, the floor is yours. What else would you want to talk about that we haven't covered that would be helpful for the audience, you know? You know, um, there, there, there's so much, but I, I mean, I just think anybody, whether you're an entrepreneur or not, you know, whether you like to, to learn about what entrepreneurs do or you're going through the battle yourself, um, you know, one thing that I've found a lot of uh, that's been super helpful for me is just try as much as I can to invest in myself, you know, make myself smarter, better, more marketable, more able to do my job. Uh, I spend a lot of time, uh, you know, just using, it's really incredible the amount of resources we have now. I mean, you can get a Harvard, Yale, whatever degree from just studying what is out there. We even have something like ChatGPT that can give you decently accurate information by asking questions. I mean, there's so much available to us. And so I spend a lot of time, you know, I try to listen to a lot of good business podcasts. I read a lot of books. Uh, I study all the time and I think it's interesting and it's fun and it's, you know, it's helped me in my job. So never, you know, I think it's easy to kind of uh, uh, get complacent in that space. You get overwhelmed with what you're doing, but I think if you always invest in yourself, try to learn something new all the time, you know, it goes a long way in the, in the long run. Yeah, I was just going to say, we, we need to go into that a little bit more, so I'm hoping that's where you're going, Jake. You know, honestly, I think one of the most influential books for me has been Good to Great. Oh, Jim it's, Collins. Love that one. It's just, man, that guy nailed it, you know? Like, it, he just, I think that that is a must. That's a textbook for any any entrepreneur, for any human being on earth, I think. Um. And at the same time, I think the most recent book I just finished reading a day or two ago is called Same as Always. And it's a brand new book. And it's Not about, heard of that one. I, I think it came out two or three weeks ago. And oh. it's, it's about how um, uh, human nature really has never changed through the entire history of humanity. We are still driven by fear and pleasure and greed. And, you know, and so understanding that from a, from a very basic level is helpful and I think all of our ventures. So that's been a really, a really cool one. So you know where kind of motivations come from is that kind of. Yeah. Yeah. Level? So is you that... can understand that, that incentive, that, that motivation, that, you know, our reasons are wise. I think it's, it's really embedded in us from embedded in us from thousands of years ago. So. Interesting. Well, we want to find out where people can find you, but my, my last question would um, simply be, um, you know, what, what, uh, what is your why really for what you're doing? Mm, that is, that is a good question. Um, I think I have a couple of whys, but, um, you know, growing is always just been a goal of mine. I, and, and unfortunately I don't know how to do it on my own. So I, 
What I do is put myself in situations where I have to reach. You know, I didn't honestly think I was going to get married. I was like, that seems tough. And But then I thought, okay, I got to do that. And then I didn't think I was going to have kids. Bree's amazing, <laughs> by the way. Shout out to Bree. She's the woman of my of my dreams. She's wonderful. And, and she's great. And it's, you know, and marriage has been a tough thing and business and all this. And it just makes you grow and... And so that's been one of my whys. And, you know, as I've had a family, my other why is I want my kids to see what is possible. And I just, I wouldn't be okay to not stretch for them. And so I think those are kind of, those are, those are my big motivating factors, I think, for the moment. I love that. Thanks for sharing that. How do people find out more about what you're doing, Jared, and connect with you? Yeah, you can you can stop by our website. We've got a submission form. You can email us. It's UnionCP, so Union Capital Partners, UnionCP.com. Uh, I'm on Twitter, Jared J. Johnson, because Twitter handles are complicated these days. Um, and there's no other Jared Johnsons, I'm sure. <laughs> there are we. I'm the only one. <laughs> Of millions, but uh, <laughs> but you can find me there. But our website's a great spot to stop by. Great. And who are you looking for exactly to work with? Uh, we, you know, in in what we do, we look for for investors that you know have a little bit of money that are trying to put it to work in interesting spaces. You know, the person that maybe doesn't want to go a hundred percent financial planner and may not qualify for the big Wall Street hedge funds. You know, those those middle group is kind of our key demographic. Great. Yeah. Cool. Jared, this has been fun. Thanks for joining us on the Midnight Founders Podcast. Thanks for having me, you guys. This was awesome. The Midnight Founders Podcast is a podcast about entrepreneurship that is hosted by CB Vault and Rev Road. CB Vault is the entrepreneur arm of Central Bank. And Rev Road is a venture services firm where companies come to grow. Thanks for listening to us. You can find us on Apple Podcasts and Spotify, wherever you listen to your podcasts. This is AJ and Jake signing out. <laughs>